So as the years went on, you know, they got closer, my mom and Brenda. Brenda was very, like, selfless. Like, she just did for people without, she wasn't looking for anything. She wasn't looking for anything in return. She was never looking for money. She was just like a really helpful person and a really giving person. You know, she never asked my mom for a dime for helping with my dad, but my mom would always give her something. Welcome to the Let Me Walk With You podcast. I am your host, Nicole Polarczyk. I am a support coach who wants to walk with you while you go down this path called life. With the twists, turns, and unexpected events I've experienced, I know I'm not alone when I say, it's hard to go through it on your own. I want to be the person I needed through those times for you. Weekly, I will bring you an episode about my journey and where I'm going. Come on, take a walk with me. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let Me Walk With You podcast. I am your host, Nicole. So today I'd like to talk about a woman named Brenda. Brenda was an unexpected person that came into my life, my mom's life, my dad's life, who in the end became a huge supporter a huge helper. You know, she became someone I just considered family. So I'll start this off by saying Brenda passed away unexpectedly December 15th of last year. And that event completely changed my world. So we'll go to the beginning. So when my dad first had a stroke, where my parents were living was like a condo and the neighbor across the hall, which was one of my mom's friends, you know, turned into one of her really good friends, Dawn. She was friends with Brenda and Brenda lived across the parking lot in another building. And Brenda had experience being a health aide. So Dawn suggested to my mom, like, hey, I've got a friend. She can come over and like check on Henry and maybe help you out if you need it. So that kind of started it all. And I was surprised that my dad was like, okay, with someone he didn't know coming in. And I mean, she wasn't doing anything for him that she wasn't like helping him use the bathroom or anything like that. She was just mainly checking in on him, making sure he ate, making sure, you know, everything was okay. And I did not get to meet her at first. So I remember the first day I went over there and there was a car outside and it was covered in cat stickers and like had cat stuffed animals all in the window. I am like, who is this crazy cat lady? Like, what is this all about? You know, and I remember I met her really quick, you know, and I didn't realize at the time, you know, how much of a huge part of my life she was going to become and what she was going to do for me. So, I mean, this went on for like a couple years. Like she would come over during the day when my mom was at work, usually around lunchtime, check on my dad. You know, obviously she was obsessed with cats. We usually had one or two cats at a time. So she would come over, you know, talk to my dad about cats. They'd watch like old TV shows. You know, they were really good friends, you know, in a way. My dad didn't have like friends, but 
you know, they were as friendly as you could get. You know, he really enjoyed having her come over, you know, and she liked interacting with my dad and she really liked my mom and my mom, her and Dawn, they would get together and like have wine together. But yeah, you know, so as the years went on, you know, they got closer, my mom and Brenda. Brenda was very like selfless, like she just did for people without, she wasn't looking for anything. She wasn't looking for anything in return. She was never looking for money. She was just like a really helpful person and a really giving person. You know, she never asked my mom for a dime for helping with my dad, but my mom would always give her something. Brenda always checked in on my mom if she needed anything. You know, if she was having a hard time with my dad, she always checked in, you know. She just became like a part of the family in a way, you know. So as time went on and... You know, my dad got progressively worse with his strokes and his health, and my mom was diagnosed with cancer. You know, her role kind of became a little bit bigger. You know, she would come over to check on my mom more frequently. She would help with, like, just changing the cat litter, you know, because she didn't want my mom breathing all of that in. You know, she'd run to the store if my mom needed something and I wasn't around. You know, when my dad went to the nursing home, she immediately just started going to the nursing home to visit my dad once or twice a week and like bringing him pizza and candy and just like she would go and just hang out with him for like an hour or two, you know, which was she didn't have to be asked to do that. She just did it, you know, checking in on my mom, visiting my mom when my mom was in the hospital, visiting her at the nursing home. I mean, it was hard for her to go on her own. I mean, she was very, like, she would just do all this stuff, but sometimes if there was, like, a lot of people around that she didn't know, she'd get, like, uncomfortable. So, you know, she would go with Dawn to visit my mom in the nursing home. And, you know, for almost a year, once my mom went to the nursing home and when she had passed away, like, our cat was living in the condo, like, on her own. So Brenda would go over every day, multiple times a day to like hang out with Ellie, you know, make sure she was fed, play with her, watch TV with her. I mean, so many times she would like text me in the morning and be like, holy crap, I fell asleep like on your parents' bed. Oh my God. I was just playing with Ellie and I fell asleep. (laughs) But you know, at the time I didn't know what to do with Ellie and I still had the condo and I just, you know, I was going through my own stuff with having to pack up their lives and deal with my mom being gone and my dad in the nursing home and his health deteriorating. And I always knew in the back of my mind, I just wanted her to be like, I'll take Ellie for you. She can come live with me. I'll take her. But I just never knew how to like approach the situation because she had three cats at the time, you know? And unfortunately, her, one of her cats ended up passing away. And A couple weeks later, she just said, you know, maybe I'll try to take Ellie and see if my cats will get along with her. So she had two other female cats and Ellie's obviously was a female. They did not get along at first, but, you know, she took Ellie in and took her in as her own. And right when she took her, it just made everything kind of 
move faster for me because, you know, I'm a huge animal lover and I just didn't know what to do with her. And I needed her to be a part of my life still in some way. I couldn't just let her go to a stranger because I knew how much my dad like loved her. And, you know, my mom wasn't a cat person, but she just really enjoyed, you know, having Ellie around. So at the time when she took Ellie, my dad was still alive and she actually just went, brought her to the vet, got her situated and actually got her cleared to go visit my dad in the nursing home. So my dad got to see Ellie a couple times in the nursing home, which was huge. She actually brought Ellie the week my dad passed away was like, obviously the last time she brought her, but she got to go that week. So he saw, she my dad was able to see Ellie before he passed away. But, you know, Brenda just did so much for me, for my parents. You know, even after my dad passed away, I mean, she was like the second person I called to tell that he passed away. And I mean, we always stayed in contact. I looked forward to her text messages all the time because she would tell me if something reminded her of my dad or, you know, she'd send me pictures of Ellie you know, we would talk. I went to visit her a few times at her condo because she lived in the same ones where my parents were, where they had lived. You know, we just stayed close. And then at one point she came to my house and, you know, she met my dog, my new dog that we had gotten after our great Dane passed away. And we were talking and she had just mentioned like, you know, what are you doing with your dog during the day? Just like kind of gone back to work a couple months prior because I was out of work due to COVID. And I said, oh, I said, you know, I'm trying like a dog walking service where they come. But I said, you know, it's kind of expensive, but you know, she's a high energy dog. So she does need to like have something to do during the day. So it's kind of worth it for her. And I mean, Brenda did not live like down the street from me. I mean, she lived, you know, a couple towns over where my parents lived. So I mean, it's like a 15, 20 minute ride to my house. And she just said, well, I'll just come over to your house every day and I'll take her for a walk. And yeah, she said, I'll do that. That's fine. And I was like, what? You know, I mean, she just didn't care. She was just like, no, like, no, she's like, no biggie. You know, she volunteered for an animal rescue in town where I live. So, I mean, she went there once or twice a week anyways, but still that was like usually in the morning. It wasn't like around lunchtime, but you know, that's just who she was. She was trying to make it easier for me. And she, again, never asked for a dime, but I still always gave her money every week because she was kind of going out of her way. And I just wanted her to know I appreciated it, you know, and she had a good time with my dog. And I was surprised, you know, cause she's like a cat person. <laughs> and, you know, I was always concerned because she was a diabetic and she was a smaller woman. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope my dog doesn't pull you. I hope like everything's okay. And there was never an issue. I mean, she would say like, oh my God, Gemini walked so good with me today. She knew I wasn't feeling good. So she walked really slow. You know, sometimes, especially the summer when she was walking her, if it was really hot, she'd have to like take a seat on the grass, like a couple houses down before she would walk back. And she's like, oh yeah, Gemini just stood there with me. And, you know, she was really good, you know, and Brenda liked to talk to anyone, you know, small situation, small, 
Like, she didn't like huge groups of people, but, like, one-on-one, she was good. So, yeah, she got to know, like, all my neighbors because she would stop and talk to all of them when she was walking Gemini. You know, it really gave her something to look forward to during the day. And especially in the summer, she loved it because she would send me videos of her and Gemini out on our back deck. We had, like, a kiddie pool for Gemini, and Brenda would fill it up every day for Gemini to go out there and play. And she would put her bathing suit on and they would be out there like having the best time. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, I brought my bathing suit and I just laid out on your deck and she played in the pool. You know, she would send me videos like every day when I was at work. I'd be so jealous of all the fun they were having. But, you know, that's just who she was. You know, she thought of everyone else before she thought of herself. And that was like in no truer form, you know, One day we had a conversation and she was like, I have to talk to you. And it's like a serious conversation. She said, so, you know, she's like, give me a call when you have like time to talk. But she's like, I have to really like talk to you about something, you know? So I was like, okay. And, you know, I called her and we talked and she said, you know, I'm getting my will together. You know, she's like, with you losing your mom and your dad, it just kind of made me think. I really want to make sure I have everything in order for when the time comes. And I didn't really understand like where she was going with the conversation. And then she said, I want to have you be my power of attorney. I want you to be the executor and I want to leave you X, Y, and Z, which completely floored me. And she's like, there's no questions about it. She's like, you know, this is just what it is. She said, you lost your parents so young. And she's like, I don't have kids. You know, she was never married. She's like, I don't have anyone else that I feel comfortable leaving X, Y, and Z to. She's like, I know how responsible you are. She's like, I think of you like a daughter. She's like, I just want you to have this. I want you to have it because I know you'll do something with it. You know, and I just, you know, it was like an emotional conversation because it's like, this is like a, you know, essentially was a stranger at one point in time, you know? And I mean, she's being so nice to me and like super generous to me that, you know, more generous than I've ever had like a family member be, you know? So I was just so taken back by it. And, you know, I didn't know what was entailed with what she was giving me or anything. I didn't know that at the time. And that wasn't a question I was going to ask. There were a lot of questions I didn't ask. And in hindsight, I should have. But, you know, I remember we had this conversation like in August And that was like the last we really ever talked about it. You know, she showed me the paperwork when she had it all finalized. She used the same attorney that my parents had. Um, You know, so I mean, I knew she did it. I knew it was all taken care of. I didn't realize how soon all this was going to come into play. You know, did she know she was going to pass away? I don't know, you know. You always wonder, like, do people have a sense of these things? And then that's why they try to tie up loose ends and get all these things together. So, you know, the fall went like normal. And, you know, she came to my house every day at the same time, pretty much, to take Gemini out. And, you know, we have security cameras. So, you know, Steve would always check the camera and he'd see her pull in the driveway, come in the house, whatnot. And I remember I came home and it was a Monday because the last time I had talked to her was on a Saturday. So Steve and I were off 
Friday and Monday. So I talked to her on Saturday and I didn't hear from her again, which was fine because, you know, like she would say she didn't want to bother us, which was she was never a bother. So on Tuesday when I went to work and I came home, nothing looked like touched in our house on the table. Usually we left like a poop bag for Gemini, her leash and stuff for Brenda and like nothing looked touched. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So I had texted her and I called her and like I didn't hear from her. So I just figured, you know, I was going to wait for Steve to get home and check the cameras and see if she showed up. And she didn't show up. Once he looked at the camera, he didn't see her. And, you know, I still didn't hear from her. And I mean, with her being a diabetic and she had a weird sleep schedule, I just figured maybe she got sick. Maybe she's sleeping. Okay, I'll talk to her tomorrow. And then Wednesday came and I kept telling Steve, make sure you check the cameras and like see if she comes by because I said I still haven't heard from her. Like I texted her that morning. I called her that morning. I left her a message on her house phone that morning. And I was like, something's not right because she would usually get right back to me as soon as she would hear my message. So lunchtime came and he had called me and just said, you know, I don't see any activity on the camera. I don't, she didn't come by yet. So I called Dawn, who, you know, was her good friend. She lived in the same complex. And I asked her if she had seen her. And she said, no, I was away for the weekend. I haven't seen her. And I said, you know, it's just odd that I don't hear from her. And she's like, yeah, that's really odd. And she's like, let me do a welfare check. And I was like, no, I don't want it. You know, I was like going back and forth. I was like, you know, it's like you're trying to trick yourself because you don't want to know reality. She's like, no, no, I'm going to do a welfare check. And she's like, I'm going to call you right back. And I knew, I like knew just as long as she was taking to call me back. And as soon as she called me, she was just crying. And she was like, she's gone. And I remember I was like in my office at work, which was like an office of like five or six women. And I just like had an instant panic attack and was crying because Brenda was like such a constant, like such a constant friend, like a text message I got every day, multiple times a day that I like didn't realize at the time that like I counted on that. And she made me think of my mom and my dad because she would talk about them and you know it's like losing her was like the final tie to my mom and my dad in a way because she did so much for them and like she had their cat and it was just like a huge thing for me and you know it like just wrecked my world it just wrecked it it was just so unexpected and you know thinking about it now it's like really sad and you know I miss her a lot And I had, like, the hardest time because, you know, she had cats. And, like, once they came to pick her up, the funeral home animal control came and they took the cats. And it was so hard for me because one of those cats was my parents. And I couldn't take her, unfortunately. And, you know, thankfully she worked for, you know, volunteered for an animal organization. So they found them homes and they're well taken care of. But that was really hard. You know, you don't realize, like, the attachments you have to things and and to people, you know, 
to animals, people, objects. It was just hard, you know? And I mean, it's a whole other story, everything else associated with it, with being her executor and taking care of her estate. You know, we're finally clearing the finish line with that and getting that all taken care of. But, you know, it's not a quick process at all. If you've gone through it, you know. It's a very tedious, a lot of paperwork. And it's unimaginably a lot harder when you don't really know some things about a person. You know, there was conversations we never had that I wish we would have had because it would have made some decisions I made easier. You know, I just kept telling everyone that when I was going through everything, you know, like, oh my gosh, like we should have had this conversation. But like, you just don't think, you know, you don't think about that. You know, I thought we would have this conversation much later. The opportunity would present itself, you know, and unfortunately it never did. But yeah, I just really wanted to come on today and talk about her because the anniversary of her passing is coming up, you know, and I just wanted to do this to kind of honor her and talk about her. So, yeah, that was Brenda's story. And, you know, I'll talk to her about her again, definitely, because I do want to talk about, you know, going through the whole estate process just in general. But I'm sure that, you know, my experiences with her process will come up. But yeah, thank you for listening and I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed your time and desire more content, it would mean a lot if you could leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe. You are welcome to join me on Instagram at Nicole Polarczyk. You can also join my free Facebook group called Let Me Walk With You Community. I can't wait to share more with you next week. And remember, you are not alone. I am here to walk with you.